hello wherever you are and welcome to the last episode of season three. In just a few minutes, we're going to celebrate season three and everything that has happened, everything that has been over the last 12 months. But I just have to acknowledge right off the bat, I kind of can't believe that we're here. And in this last episode of season three, it's going to be one of those episodes with just me. So I'm going to be sharing a little bit of celebration, looking at season three, kind of giving you a heads up about what you might be able to expect in season four and in 2024, as well as like always share a little bit about life lately and something that's been on my mind. So hopefully by the end of the next 45 minutes, you feel like you and I have just sat down and gotten to catch up. And there is going to be this aspect to the next couple weeks where I say every time that I would love to hear from you, but I really, really mean it over the next two weeks. There's going to be some things on Instagram and some ways that I would really love to hear back from you as we step into this next season because I do feel like this is a space that we're building together. So it's really important to me that I know what you're thinking, what you're liking, what you want to change, guest suggestions, all of those fun and exciting things. So I'm going to explain what that will look like too. I know. Hearing ads cut into the middle of a podcast you're listening to can be kind of annoying, but I don't want this part of the podcast to only be me pushing products, even if I genuinely love and use them. I also want to highlight organizations and nonprofits and causes and people that I support like Love Does. If you aren't familiar, Love Does is a nonprofit that fights for human rights, cares for the vulnerable, and provides education in conflict zones. This year in 2023, Love Does is opening a primary school in Burkina. Kina Faso in West Africa, an after-school program in Israel, as well as welcoming more Ukrainian refugees at their recently established school in Poland. And for the last 20 years, Love Does has focused primarily on building schools and safe houses around the world, but they've recently expanded their operations here in the U.S. to include a mobile food pantry for families who are facing food insecurity, refugee resettlement, and a home for teen moms. You might remember back in August, I had one of my close friends, Annie Laurie, on the podcast, and we recorded an episode called Love Does with Annie Laurie Jacobs. She is on this team, and it would be worth scrolling back and listening to her episode if you want to hear more stories and wins from the work that they've done together so far. And if you're interested and want to be in involved, there are a ton of ways that you can support Love Does, especially if you're looking this year in 2023 to make a difference and to be involved with something different. Scott and I have given financially to Love Does over the last year or so, and we felt really encouraged by the way that our gift has been invested in communities locally and worldwide. You can follow Love Does on social media at Love Does. Visit their website, lovedoes.org for updates. And you can feel like you can do absolutely anything and launch an outer space orbit, listening to the founder, Bob Goff, on his podcast, Dream Big. That has been a huge source of inspiration for me in my life and in this podcast. So I highly recommend that as well. And I just would say, I love this place. I love these people. And I could not recommend Love Does to you any more highly. Stepping into the time machine here, thinking back to right around this time last year, almost 12 months ago, 
uh, end of September, beginning of October 2022. And it's just wild to think about all that has happened since then. So if you've been a friend of the podcast for a long time, you might remember that around this time last year, we were getting ready to wrap up season two and step into season three, which felt like a minor miracle in itself. And the big change that happened around this time last year was I went from recording and releasing an episode every two weeks to an episode every week of the podcast. And that felt like, how will that even be possible? Will there be enough to say? Will there be enough people who want to come on the podcast? And so it's so exciting then to look back a year later and just to see some of the names in this amazing catalog or library of conversations that we've been able to have over the last 12 months. I was thinking and looking back about how right at the beginning of season three, I had my all-time favorite author, Dr. Alicia Britt on the podcast. And that was such a huge moment. I mean, I don't know if you're supposed to play it cool and act like, yeah, that was so easy. We're long life friends. Uh, No. So I had reached out to Alicia and her team and had said, hey, I'm a huge fan of you, uh, your book Anonymous. If I could have, you know, my Bible and then a couple other books on a bookshelf for the rest of my life, Anonymous would be one of those books. And her team wrote back and were kind and gracious and generous. And Alicia was so amazing to come on the podcast. And will she be back in season four? Is this a little bit of teaser of something to come? We'll see. I already know this and now you're probably guessing it, but it's just amazing, amazing, amazing to get to have Alicia on the podcast to start off this last season. And then I shared um, in November, this was kind of on the opposite side of that spectrum, just looking back at everything that we've gone through over the last season together. Uh, You'll remember that I shared in November that we had had our second pregnancy loss. So Scott and I have been pregnant twice and have miscarried both times. And in that first pregnancy, we named that life Hosanna. And that has still just rang very, very true in so many ways. Um, And then in our second pregnancy that we lost, the name that I felt like the Lord gave us for that life was Harper. So I got to introduce you to Harper, of course, in a heartbreaking kind of way in November. Um, But in a way that I feel like was honest and is what I hope this place is. It's a place where we can live real life together and talk about what's going on and kind of work things, work through things as they happen. And so uh, it was just an honor to get to share that life with you and just to have this space to have that conversation. So that happened right towards the beginning of the last season. And then as we crossed over the holidays and into 2023, we kicked off the year with a two-part series featuring Dana Bort and Sherry Brown. And they talked about what God thinks about women. And that was the first time we've ever done a two-part series on this podcast. And it was so good. Literally this morning, I was sitting with someone and we were talking and she has a friend, a roommate, and her roommate was like, hey, have Dana and Sherry back on, do a follow-up. So I definitely think that's going to be in the cards for season four because I would love to talk to them again and just kind of dig deeper into that idea about what God thinks about women and kind of what that looks like in today's context. Oh my gosh, another huge thing that happened this last season was Ann Voskamp came on the podcast. I mean, are you kidding me? She is 
absolutely unreal. And that just gives you such a good picture of how difficult it is to choose a favorite or to talk about a favorite podcast episode or favorite podcast guest, because literally every episode has something about it that makes it distinct and something that makes it a favorite. And so just such an honor to get to host her on this podcast. And speaking of those episodes that just have stood out over the last year, I remember back in June when I had my friend Stephanie Cardamone on the, on the podcast and she just shared her testimony of what it looks like for her to come into a relationship with Jesus as a young adult and then what has happened since then with her family and just what she's learning about the Lord and the ways that she's seen miraculous healing in her life. And that episode is one of the top episodes, not just in my opinion, or just from this last year. But when I look at the rankings of episodes and which ones have been listened to the most and which one it seems like people are going back to, that one makes the top 10 list, which is so incredible and exciting. So if you haven't heard Steph's episode, you should definitely go back and listen to it. Uh, But that was a highlight for me for sure this year, as well as right after that, I got to of course, convinced Scott to come back on the podcast. And him and I celebrated five years married and just walked through what our wedding day looked like, the highs, the lows, life so far, dreams for the future. He... I said I can't have a favorite podcast guest, but obviously it's Scott. He is the number one investor, the person who this would not exist without, and he came on the podcast back in June. And then in July, I turned 31 and did a round two of the birthday episode where I'm answering the same set of questions every year. And if anything, it's just going to help me see how I grow, and it's going to make me totally cringe when I look back five years ago and hear the things that were important or that I said or that I joked about or the language that I used and how like outdated it is. I'm sure that it will make me cringe, but it's kind of fun too. And now we're here knocking on the door of season four. So that is just like if we were to be in a plane together, we just took off and are kind of cruising at 30,000 feet. We just looked down at this last season and now we're about to make that approach and that landing into season four. And I'm so, 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 so excited for what's to come. And I can't say it enough. Thank you. If you are hearing my voice right now, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in, for sharing, for giving ideas. I'm just really grateful for this space that I feel like we are building together so far. And I'm also excited to see what comes next. I'm not a huge, um, I, I don't do a very good job of keeping up with the numbers, probably much to Luke, our amazing audio producer's demise and disappointment. I do not track our stats and downloads and numbers super closely because, I mean, three years ago when I was starting this thing and I just sat down to record that first trailer and that 10 things you may not know about me episode in in the closet of our Texas apartment while Scott and our friend Taylor were out in the living room. When I sat down to do that, I didn't know what to expect. It felt like this was an exercise of being faithful to carry out an idea, giving myself a creative outlet, especially there in the midst of the pandemic and move and change and transition. It just felt like 
something that I wanted to do and that I wanted to put my hands to. And now, years later, the fact that so many of you have joined along at some point in that journey and so many of you have found guests and episodes that are your favorites, it, it just means so much. And so, like I said, I am not the best at tracking numbers, but I did take a little peek before I started to hit record today. And at the time of this recording, this podcast has been downloaded over 11,000 times. Like what? I, I don't, I don't even know how that is possible. I don't even know 11,000 people. I don't even know a hundred people who would listen to it however many times. I mean, I, it exceeds every expectation that I had. And so it makes me excited that maybe there is something here. Like I said, something that we're building together, this space, this time in your week, this routine, this rhythm of you, for whatever reason you come, hitting the little like notification on the new podcast episode and listening to these guests. It makes me feel like and believe that there is something here that is resonating. And so... I'm just really, really excited to see what comes next. And even if, you know, over 11,000 people or 11,000 times that this podcast has been listened to, if it caps out right there and I only ever make it to 11,005 beyond this moment, I will still feel so grateful and just so honored that you've spent the time that you have with me. And yeah, I'm just really, really excited. I don't know how many times I can say the word I'm excited. It's just the truth. And speaking of season four, what you can expect, you can expect to continue to get weekly episodes. They come out on Thursday mornings. So um, that has kind of just been the day that has worked the best for the podcast so far. So I'm gonna continue to release one episode per week every Thursday morning. There'll be a fresh episode waiting for you to listen to with some of the most incredible people on the planet. You have already met so many incredible people who have been guests on this podcast. You might hear some repeats coming like, Cassie, who you got to hear last week. And about every four or five episodes, I'll jump in just like this one and have a just an episode with just me where we can talk about life lately and I can tell you more about what this podcast space is looking like, what to expect, highlight some amazing things that have happened, just kind of catch you up. So if you miss episodes and you just jump into one of those just me episodes, I'll be able to kind of get you up to speed and just bring you kind of where we're all at in the life of the podcast at that time. And then the hope for these episodes too is to turn the mic around. And instead of me asking guest questions about what more looks like in their life, to share what more looks like in my mind, in my life. So the hope is that by the end of these episodes that are with just me only, that like I said, it'll feel like you and I have just sat down, you've ordered a coffee, I've ordered a tea or a hot chocolate or grabbed an ice cold Coca-Cola and we're just sitting down, chatting, catching up on what life has looked like. And here is a big thing. This is a new thing. 
Next week, when we kick off season four, there will be a few opportunities to share your thoughts, your opinions, suggestions, guests that you want to hear, feedback, everything. I want to know as much as you will be gracious enough to tell me. I just, I would love to hear from you. And I'm still working out how to do that in the best possible way, in the way that's easiest for you. There might even be maybe some drawings or maybe some raffles. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But needless to say, at the very minimum, I'm definitely going to be posting a few things on Instagram. So you can find me on Instagram at Nick Dutton, N-I-K-K-D-U-T-T-O-N. And I'm going to be posting a handful of things uh, that you can just share your thoughts. So just even as you're thinking and listening through this episode, um, just kind of keep a list in your mind or jot it down on the notes app on your phone. If there's something that you wish you were hearing in this podcast, I want to know. If there's a person that you're like, I don't know how or why she hasn't talked to this person yet, I want to know. If there's a guest or a topic that you've heard and you're like, I want to hear more of that, I want to know that too. So So over this next week, the first week of October, as we step into season four, there's going to be just a mind-blowing episode on Thursday that we'll release, but also on social media, on my personal Instagram, there will be ways for you to speak back. And uh, also just stay tuned because down the road, maybe early 2024, there is an exciting podcast related thing that is in the works. I don't want to say what it is yet because I honestly am not sure if it's going to happen. And so it's right now kind of in that beginning phase where it's just ideas and I'm starting to have conversations with people and just work out what this could look like. But yeah, maybe early 2024, you might get to hear and see something brand new to this podcast space. So stay tuned. Let me catch you up on what life has looked like lately. So it has been a kind of a wild month of September for Scott and I. We did not really go anywhere in June and July. We did a couple trips, if you'll remember, back in May. Um, We got to celebrate our five-year wedding anniversary, and then we also got to go to the beach with some friends. Um, But we didn't really go anywhere or do anything massive over um, June and July and even kind of into August. And then right at the beginning, or sorry, right at the end of August, it feels like the lid just flew off and like all of a sudden we were flying down the road of life. And so I went to Texas and got to be with my team there in person for a couple days, which was so, so good. I'll talk about that in a little bit, a little bit more. And then I got to go from Austin, Texas to San Diego, California. I have a friend who hopefully is listening. Her name is Megan Ewart now. And her and her incredible husband, Ryan, got married. It was so beautiful. One of the most just significant and meaningful weddings that I've been to in quite a while. And Megan and I, and plus our friend Annie, who I'm going to talk about in a second, we all were in the H21 
volunteer program together back in 2019. And her, Megan and Annie have just become lifelong friends along with many other volunteers. And so it was just so, so amazing and refreshing and what a gift to get to be with them on that day and just celebrate them. Scott and I absolutely love Ryan. And so we're just counting down the days to when we can all get together and hang out because we've gotten to see them in Texas since we've moved. And we also got to see them in Georgia randomly. So we're hoping that it will work out to see them again. And then I spent the weekend um, doing some work, but also staying with my friend Annie Laurie and her husband Taylor. You might remember Annie Laurie was on the podcast um, a little over a year ago. She works for Love Does. And it was just unreal to get to be with her. Annie is one of my best friends and now we live on opposite sides of the U.S. And so it was just a gift to also get time with her and just to remember that there is this person out there that I love and know and we've shared just such unique seasons of life together. And so just getting to be with her was so refreshing and we would be sitting on her couch at night. Our eyes would literally be closed but we would keep trying to talk because we just wanted to squeeze every second out of our time together. And we just love her husband, Taylor, too. And I'm just really, really excited to see what comes next in this season for them. And honestly, people like them, Megan and Annie, Ryan and Taylor, they kind of make us want to move back to California. So while I was on this trip to California, I was like, should we move here again? Should we live here? The beach definitely doesn't hurt. The culture doesn't hurt. There's so many aspects about being on the West Coast that I miss. And so it was just so good to see them. And I also got to see some of our hometown friends, Trey and Erica Holloway. We got to hang out with uh, each other in Irvine, California, and I got to meet their kids. The last time I saw them, I'm pretty sure they had just had their first daughter and they have added two more to the crew since then. So it was just such a gift. I keep saying a gift because it was like, it was so, so good to get to be with these people. And then, um, we got to go to Connecticut, which was amazing. I just started watching Gilmore Girls for the first time. So I felt like I was living out my like New England dreams, getting to be in New England in the fall. So, so beautiful. So wonderful. And then as you hear the sound of my voice, we have our some of our best friends in the entire world who also live in different places. One set of these friends live in London and one set of these friends live in Phoenix and then one set lives here with us in Columbus. We are so grateful every day to the Lord that that is the case. And we are all spending this week under our roof, all the kids, the animals, the adults, everybody here. And it is just just absolutely incredible. And I am not sure how we're making it all happen in our house. Our house is lovely. It is not massive, but just to get to be with our friends in real time and in real life is huge because these are the friends, um, I'll link this episode below, but these are the friends that I recorded with um, in the last year or two as well. These are some of my best friends and they have kids of their own. And one of them, Sloan, is Hannah and Alex's little girl. And I hadn't gotten to meet her yet. And so having them here is just 
so good for my heart. I just feel like I'm living in a dream. So fun. And then over the next couple weeks, um, I'll be traveling again for some work stuff. So I'll be in Washington, D.C., and then I'll be in Louisiana. And so all the while, in the meantime of all this travel and seeing some of the most our most favorite people in the world. Scott and I are also still moving forward on buying this house. It's so fun that we get to have this like massive memory in this house. It just makes it even more special. And I've shared about this some throughout recent episodes, but buying this house feels crazy. It feels scary, stressful, grateful, fearful, all the things. It literally, we're just learning so much and this house will officially be ours by the end of the year, but hats off to anyone and everyone who's trying to figure out a financial thing right now, paying your student loans, uh, paying for college, getting a new car, paying your rent, affording groceries, living in an expensive city, trying to get out on your own, holy cow, life is expensive. And I don't want to just add to the noise about, oh, life is expensive and whatever, but just a a real acknowledgement that, man, it's hard. Like it's hard right now to make ends meet regardless of your situation. And so yeah, hats off to you. And if you are in a season of feeling stretched thin or, you know, paring down your budget, yeah. We are there with you and we feel grateful every day that we're able to move forward in buying this house. And it also feels really stressful and scary. So just know that that's the reality. I don't know what it's like for all my other friends that I see that are buying houses right now, but for us, it has been tough. And so I hope that uh, whatever you're aiming for, whatever you're going towards, I just, you know, pray that there's blessing in that and that you have a good support group because having people to talk us through these day-to-day decisions in this process has been everything. And, you know, as we think about, okay, this is going to be the house that we're going to stay in. This is going to be the place that we're going to live here in Columbus, Georgia. I'm really excited about that. And I think back to last year, last September, when we moved back to Columbus for the first time since we had left in 2019 for the West Coast. And I remember the descriptor I had for how I felt being back in Columbus around some of our lifelong friends was, I just felt stupid happy. (laughs) I still feel stupid happy. Maybe it's just the time of the year where things are cooling off or the holidays around the corner or just the fact that we've gotten to see so many of our people over the last like month or so, but I just feel so stupid happy to be in this city and to get to call this place home. And I'm feeling like I'm becoming a little bit of a Columbus nerd because I'm getting excited about like local events and restaurants and all that kind of stuff. Um, But we're just really aiming to build the life that we want here. And so that includes trying new things and even breaking up our routine and rhythms that are so easy to fall back into. But it's kind of strange. It's kind of strange to just be somewhere and be happy to be here and stay here and not be looking down the road to where's next. So uh, just a couple more things about life lately. I think I've mentioned this in recent episodes as well, but health has been a big thing. Scott and I are obviously still hoping to add kids to our family. 
hopefully in the next year, we will see, Lord willing. Um, But we've been paying a lot more closer attention to our health and all the things, taking all the supplements, changing diets, trying to exercise and walk more and be more active. It's really hard to do. It's really hard to do when you work from home and we've fallen into just some bad habits of just resting by lounging and watching TV. So those are some things that I'm trying to work out right now. And I mentioned briefly that I've gotten to do a lot of travel for work lately. And I'm just so proud and excited of all that I'm seeing A21 do. There's just so much momentum in the anti-trafficking movement right now. I don't think there's ever been more ways to get involved or better resources. There's so much to learn. And something that I've been benefiting from greatly lately, not just at A21, but is learning the distinctions of various anti-trafficking nonprofits and how they all fit together to form a whole, because this is going to take everyone. And I love that different nonprofits, different offices, different people, different team members have different strengths to bring to the cause, different supporters and donors. It is so fascinating to me to see how the Lord brings all of those pieces together. And I've even heard recently some misconceptions about the movement. And I I find that fascinating. I find it really fascinating to hear what people are saying, what people are learning, what questions people have. So all of that to say, ask me about A21. I am not an expert. I am not claiming to speak on behalf of A21 on this podcast, but as someone who just really admires the work of A21 and gets to have a front row seat to some of the work and the initiatives that are happening around the world in our organization, but also in other places, I would love to tell you some of my favorite stories and I would love to tell you how you can get involved. And I've been playing an ad on the podcast recently talking about Walk for Freedom that's happening in a couple weeks on Saturday, October 14th. You can find a local walk near you by going to a21.org slash walk. This is not an ad. This is just me giving you the information if you're interested in learning more about it because I've just been super, super excited about that lately. And yeah, shout out as well to the holiday season that is coming up soon. Yay. I am so, so excited for the holidays. At Resera, they believe that jewelry should be meaningful. Every piece is designed with this in mind to serve as a daily reminder of important values, stories, or people in your life. That's exactly what my necklace is. I have this gold necklace that's a little circle and it has a dot, dot, dot on it. And it's a part of the Stephanie Bear collection and it's meant to be a marker for this season of hopeful expectation as Scott and I are in the waiting of adding children to our family. And I love it so much. And it's been such a beautiful thing to have during this time. And I love that Rosera has become a partner of this podcast because if you shop their jewelry online, which I highly recommend for yourself or for a birthday or any holiday coming up for a lady in your life, you are not only getting a beautiful piece of jewelry, but you're also supporting a powerful mission. Rosera's mission is to employ and empower women of survivors of homelessness and domestic violence. They offer makers a living wage, one-on-one financial counseling, food and clothing assistance, and referrals to free mental health counseling. So don't wait. Visit www.resera.com slash Nick Dutton or use promo code Nick Dutton for 15% off of your purchase and show me what you decide to buy. Again, that's www.resera.com slash N-I-K-K-D-U-T-T-O-N or use promo code Nick Dutton for 15% off of your first Resera purchase. 
for the last part of today's episode, I just wanted to share a little bit about what has been on my mind lately, something that I've been learning. And just to tell you from the very beginning, I do not have a beautiful conclusion or a three-point steps uh, that all begin with the same letter to tell you how to tackle this in your life if you resonate with it. Um, It's a lot more uh, open-ended than that. This is just something that I feel like the Lord has been bringing to my attention lately that affects a lot of different areas of my life that has been just really interesting to learn more about. And so maybe you'll resonate with it. Maybe you will have the beautiful three points that all start with the letter T or K or not that, um, maybe you will have a beautiful three points that all start with the same letter (laughs) that you can tell me of how you are navigating this. But, uh, yeah, so kind of just jumping into it when I was in California for that trip at the end of August, when I was getting to see all those friends and getting to do some amazing work with A21 and getting to see our office people there who I don't get to see our team there very often. Um, Just being back in California was such a dream. So, so refreshing. Uh, There was also a lot of time in the evenings after work for me to just sit on the beach and just think and reflect and remember. And as I took one evening and sat on the same spot at Newport Beach where I had stood four years, maybe even five years earlier, um, I remember standing there maybe in 2018. I think it was right at the end of 2018, beginning of 2019. I had been in Newport Beach for one of my intensives for my master's program And on my lunch break, I took a walk across the street and stood on the beach in my like business casual clothes. (laughs) And I was standing on the beach and I remember just looking out over the waves. I had been praying. I had been sitting in so much incredible spirit filled, um, just faith filled learning that whole week. So my, my heart and my mind were just primed to hear from God. And I was standing there on the beach and I was looking out over the waves. And as I was praying just in my own heart and mind, I felt like the Lord was just saying, the Holy Spirit was saying, prepare for something big to happen, prepare for change. And if you'll remember, after that class, I was flying out of LAX back to Atlanta. I was sitting at my gate at LAX, realizing that I was gonna be landing in Atlanta during the Super Bowl or right before the Super Bowl. I had learned enough about human trafficking to know that sporting events can drive up sex tourism in a really dramatic percentage. And so I wanted to be aware. What do I look for? What do I do if I see someone in need? How do I help? How do I not just be blind? to something that might be going on around me. So I'm sitting in my gate at LAX and I apply for the A21 volunteer program because as I was scouring A21's website for tips and the human trafficking hotline, I learned more about the volunteer program and something just prompted me to just fill out an application. And it was asking questions like, can you financially support yourself? And I said, sure. (laughs) And it said, will you be able to provide housing for yourself in Orange County, California? And I said, absolutely. No, I had no idea how any of those things were going to happen. And I was newly married, only six months at the time married. And so I get on the plane, land in Atlanta. I do not see any situation that prompts me to call the human trafficking hotline or to take action. I didn't. 
But as I walked through the airport, I was just more aware in that moment than ever before about what human trafficking was, what it looked like, and that maybe, like actually really maybe, people in their everyday life could make a difference in someone else's life just by being aware, simply by being aware and knowing what to do and what the next step to take would be. So all of that to say, (laughs) that kind of started with that moment standing in on the beach during my class break, looking out over the ocean, praying, feeling like the Holy Spirit was saying, prepare for something to change. And you fast forward months later, Scott and I have quit our jobs. We have moved to California. I'm volunteering full-time. Scott is working a job he did not like just to keep a roof over our heads and financially support the dream. And that kind of leads into the wild last few years we've had living in so many different places. Okay. Long story, but all of that to say, this last couple weeks when I was back in California, I was sitting on that same spot one evening, and I'm a huge proponent of the Notes app on my phone. If you got my password and you open the Notes app on my phone, you would see my heart and soul. It is like my diary. It's where I keep my shopping list, my thoughts, uh, my prayers. I just, I just will jot it down in the Notes app. And so I started right around that time when I would have sat on the beach in 2018, 2019, I opened my Notes app and just was reading thoughts and sermons and Uh, prayers and lists of the things that I was asking God for, that I was believing God for. And it was in that moment that I remembered in a fresh way all that God has done over the last four years and how impossible some of the situations we were up against looked. And I also was being confronted with the reality that my faith, And my expectation, and to be really transparent, my proximity right now to Jesus and to the Lord is very different than it was at that time. It was a very unique season where we felt dependent on God for everything. We did not know how we were going to have housing in Orange County. We did not know how we would financially support ourselves. I did not know what I was doing. I was in a job in a nonprofit in a team that I was unfamiliar. So we were depending on God so much and that rolled right into the pandemic. And like I said, all of the moves and somewhere along the way, I think I've mentioned this before, but somewhere along the way, I feel like I became a little bit dormant in my faith. I think maybe it was the pandemic. Maybe it was the heartache of these two pregnancy losses and starting a family looking different than we thought. Maybe it was just the day-to-day stress of family and finances and jobs and friendships like we talked about with Cassie last week. I don't know what it was, but I think at some point I uh, metaphorically boarded up the windows of my house, of my life, and just retreated. Retreated from God, retreated from taking risk in creative directions, and retreated from putting myself in a place to see God come through. I I just retreated because I think, I just think there's been a lot going on. And this ties into what I've been learning lately because as I read those notes on my phone, as I remembered that season, and as I compared it to not what my life looks like right now, 
But what my heart looks like right now and what my mind looks like right now and what my soul looks like right now, I did notice that there was a gap. And not that life is all about progression and getting better and better and better, but there is there are some aspects of my life, especially my faith right now, that I would like to see fortified, to use language from last week's episode. And so this collides with a leadership coaching session I had recently where we were asked to request two people we've worked for, two people we've worked with, and two people who have worked for us or underneath our leadership to fill out this assessment. It was like maybe, I don't know, 500 (laughs) descriptors, uh, all of these different characteristics, and you would click if I have that characteristic or not. And it uses all this magic power and it puts it into an assessment that helps you to understand where you think you're at in your leadership and where others who've worked with you for you alongside you and where they think that you are and then where kind of a healthy range typically is based off of this huge data set. And one area that I am low in at this time is called criticality. So if you think of criticality like a scale, on one side there's cheerleader, on the other side there's a critic, and in the middle is a coach. I fall a lot more on the cheerleader side, which can be a strength. It really, really can be. People who answer this assessment believe that I am for them, that I want to see them succeed, and that I am here to support them however I can. An area where I could grow is that sometimes I see things or I think things and I don't verbalize them for fear of rocking the boat, for fear of disappointment, for fear of being at odds with someone. This like value of peace that is so important to me and has been developed through all the stages of my life can sometimes override uh, that discernment and can override speaking directly into someone's life. And I'm not saying that this is not my announcement that I'm going to be a life coach or anything like that. Um, But it is something that just happens like in your relationships and friendships and work coworkers. It's, we all have opportunities to coach and encourage each other beyond just cheering someone on, actually speaking directly into someone's life. I live life beside you. I see this thing and calling it out in someone. I mean, that's, the church. I, I We were at a small group and we were reading one of the letters that Paul has written. And like, man, he was like high, maybe even way closer to the critic side. He was so clear and direct about this is the way, walk in it, not because I am perfect, but because Christ is perfect. And I can just shy away from that a lot, especially over the last few years. Like I said, as I've boarded up my house, this proverbial house, I've been afraid to say the wrong thing on the podcast. I don't want to say something that will get me canceled. I don't want to say something that you disagree with. I'm just afraid to say the wrong thing. I'm afraid to say the wrong thing in prayer. I don't want to upset God. I want him to think that I'm smart and that I understand faith, which 
wow, what a big goal for myself. Uh, I'm afraid to say the wrong thing with my friends and family. I don't want to upset someone or hurt them or make them feel bad about themselves or make them think that I feel like I'm beyond them or above them. I feel uncomfortable, like sometimes speaking and saying, hey, I've noticed this thing or that's not right or I don't like that. Um, And not that I don't like that because it's not my preference, but I don't like that because it hurts you or it's hurting someone else or you are capable of so much more than the space you're being given right now. I Just those types of things. And even at work, I'm afraid to say the wrong thing because I am just so humbled to be on the team that I'm on that I am listening, 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 which is so good. But there does come a time where God has put us in that place to speak, to say something. And my brain and your brain, my perspective and your perspective are so valuable. And I think I've withheld that a lot, especially these last three years. Um, And one thing that I learned from this coaching session is what's happening here is that there is a filter. And I have created this filter, developed this filter through my life experiences where I Uh, like I said, I'm seeing things, I'm noticing things, I have thoughts, I have opinions, I have beliefs, but I'm filtering them so much that by the time the words come out my mouth, it sounds so soft or it sounds so watered down compared to what I'm actually thinking, what I'm actually feeling, what I'm actually believing. And I obviously think you can swing to the other side like a critic. We all have people who come to our minds, whether we know them or they are a public figure, that are just out for the shock and awe and just tearing people down and critiquing everything. Uh, But I think my fear of being that person has almost pushed me too far on the other side. Like I said, in not just in my friendships, but also in my work relationships, in this podcast space, these interviews and in prayer. And it's so fascinating. I was talking with Luke after we finished recording his episode and I was asking him for advice. He's heard every single episode of this podcast. And I said, you know, what is something you think that I could do better? And He said he recently learned about this scale and uh, it was so similar. I hadn't told him anything of what I just told you. But he said on one side, like on a level one, that's asking, who are you? What do you do? There's no challenge at all in the question. And then number five is maybe whatever news network you want to put of your choice or whatever critique person you want to put of your choice. That person who is just constantly challenging everything. You could say uh, the grass is green and they'd say, well, <laughs> you know, it's it's whatever. And so whatever that person is saying, whatever, whoever they are, they're just always combative. I, I view it as a lot more combative. And Luke said, you know, I've listened to all of your episodes and you have genuinely some of the most incredible people on the planet and you keep things at like a level one to two just kind of talking about um, surface of what they think and what they wrote about and what they believe and what they like and he said I think you could push yourself and push them to a level three I mean behind the curtain all my guests get a list of questions that I plan to ask them before so I would never be blindsiding anyone Um, but Asking the hard questions, like asking how can that be true about God? I do not understand how that is true about God. Or offering a different opinion in loving and kind way. 
I hear what you're saying. I've experienced God to be this way, or I've experienced relationships like this, or I've experienced life to look like that. So it just was really interesting to me that I was having this moment personally, privately, had not said anything to anyone except for Scott about, hey, I feel like the Lord is kind of directing me to like take those boards down and kind of let the light in and uh, to open the door back up, to let other people in, to host again, not just physically, but host moments and conversations and thoughts and to share my opinion and what I'm seeing and what I'm thinking. And then that lined up with that leadership coaching session of understanding that my criticality is a little low right now. And being a cheerleader is so wonderful (laughs) to a point and that I could benefit from just if I think it, especially one of the tips I got is if you think it twice, say it. If it comes to your mind twice with Holy Spirit discernment and you feel like it would benefit whoever you're speaking with or sharing that space with to know what you're thinking, say it. (laughs) And to kind of turn down that filter a little bit, cut back that filter a bit. And then for Luke to say, hey, on your podcast, this is something that I think you and the guests and people listening would benefit from. So all of that to say, that is kind of something that has been on my mind lately. So I hope that you will see that worked into season four. And I don't know exactly what that looks like right now, but maybe you resonate with some of that. Maybe you're like, good for you, Nikki. I do not feel that way. And that is okay too. But this is something that I am just hoping to walk out. And like I said, there's not a profound conclusion. I think I'm just living in the middle of this. (laughs) Like I'm living in the middle of so many things in my life. If I had to name this chapter of my life, it would be the middle. I am just in the middle. I don't have a clear glimpse of what will happen next. And I'm still sorting through what happened before. But yeah, maybe you'll get to kind of see this manifest in the podcast. And I'm hoping to see this learning and growth manifest in different aspects of my life. Okay, so that is the final episode of season three. We did it. I kind of can't believe it. Let's keep building this space together. I'm so excited to hear what you want more of, the ideas you have, guest suggestions, feedback, reviews. If you're feeling kind or bold, if you want to share your thoughts, please leave a review. That's so helpful for people who click on this podcast and think, what on earth is this? It's really helpful to have reviews. So please, if you think to do that, that would be amazing. All the things I want to hear from you. So stay tuned on my Instagram at Nick Dutton over the this first week of October so that you can share your thoughts and advice and feedback. I want to hear from you. And wherever you are, I hope you have the best day, night, weekend, and I will see you in season four.